0: To try to avoid this all day. <laughs> Everyone keeps asking me like how I thought I was gonna react. And I didn't even want to think
1: about it because I knew it was gonna get like really emotional and I, I just I, I'm so thankful for for all of this. I'm so thankful for for Woods and E that they approached me about wanting to form a group together and
0: you know take over the WWE essentially and and
1: and here we are after so many uh, Just trials and tribulations, you know what I mean? Uh, It's it's been a long, hard path. It's been a lot of fun, but it's also been very difficult to get to where we are now. And um, I'm just, I'm so so grateful for these guys. If if, uh, so many things, so many stars had to align to get here, you know, over the past 11 years, everything had to happen exactly the way that it happened in order for this to mean as much as it does now. And uh, it, it just, it legitimately means the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with George Shuley. I am the franchise. It's been a while. I know, I know, I know. WrestleMania was too damn long. <laughs> But I'm back. We have a lot to get into today. And when I say a lot, I definitely mean a lot. Let's jump right into it. We had WrestleMania weekend, showcase of the immortals. Takeover took place. We have a new NXT champion. Not really who I wanted it to, to be, but we have a new NXT champion, Johnny Gargano and arguably one of his best matches against Adam Cole and the best two out of three falls. That was a great match. There was the very end where Tomasa Ciampa did come out, and it was the congratulations on him. I'm not the biggest Gargano fan. I'm really not. I, I look at Johnny Gargano as... Another Daniel Bryant And it's just not my cup of tea You know Gargano's not like he's The underdog and I knew that Adam Cole Was going to not win this match After He hit him (laughs) With multiple Multiple Canadian Destroyers I believe his is called the malibu sunrise or i believe that's what it's called but he hit him with multiple of those multiple super kicks so like he was kicking the shit out of adam i mean out of gargano and he just kept on kicking out kept on kicking out kept on kicking out and i'm like yeah gargano's gargano's winning this Shayna Baszler did retain the NXT Women's Championship, which then leads me to believe that Candice LeRae will be the one that's going to dethrone Shayna Baszler. I can see that happening just off of the cusp of is going to play that role of you don't have what it takes to beat me. Kind of the same way as everybody treated Gargano His wife, Candice LeRae, will be the same way. War Raiders did retain the NXT Tag Team Championships, but my boys, the Street Profits, did make their stance, did make their agenda very crystal clear they're coming for the NXT Tag Team titles. I would love to see that happen. I've been very vocal on these shows campaigning for Street Profits to be in the tag team contention. Velveteen Dream did beat Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship, which then prompt him to make fun of Buddy Murphy, which then I guess prompt Buddy Murphy and Velveteen Jerry will be having a match this upcoming Wednesday for the NXT North American title. Very interesting to see that Buddy Murphy kind of went back to NXT. Don't know if that's a permanent move or what's going on. I will be addressing a lot of what's going on in the world of the shakeup that's happening this week, this Monday and Tuesday. But let's continue to go on this road of what happened over the WrestleMania weekend. So, we had the Hall of Fame induction ceremony take place on Saturday. I liked the setup. I really did. I really enjoyed how that setup was done until the asshole that decided to run up on Bret Hart and attack Bret Hart. I didn't see it live. I was out and about. I had a prior engagement, so I wasn't able to actually see it live, but I did see the video um surface. I did see people record it. I did see the video that's been online and that's the video that's out there. Listen. There is a rule That is put in place where you don't, once you get into the ring, you are, you, you, (laughs) fans have entered the ring and got their ass kicked. They have. And then security has come in and apprehended them. This time, Wilder from the Revival did punch the shit Out of his fan And This fan now With him doing that This fan technically does have the legal right To sue the WWE And sue him Just because Of the legalities Like security did apprehend him He was taken out But then once This once You know wilder did punch him it's an assault now on yes he assaulted brett but now they this man assaulted him. like wilder assaulted him he was already apprehended he was already getting taken away and then this dude punches him dead in the face but with the exception of that i love the hall of fame i like the dx's Induction, their speeches I loved all the speeches I think Honky Talk Man really Drove it home To be honest with you I think he had arguably the best speech Which is surprising to me I like the dig that they did with AEW It's kind of like a light hearted jab But it makes me think that I don't It makes me think that Triple H and them Don't really view AEW as a threat I think they are kind of Embracing it Maybe And then we have the granddaddy of them all. The longest show of the year. Ridiculous. But overall, my immediate reaction when I watched it, I gave it a seven. Rewatching it again, I still give it a seven. It wasn't the worst, but it was better than previous ones. This one is probably one of the best ones of, like, in the past few years. With the exception of the final match. Now, as we all are aware, I was about to say Sasha. As we all are aware, Becky Lynch won both titles. She's a dual champion. But it was an impromptu finish. There is reports that that wasn't supposed to be the end of the match. That wasn't how the match was supposed to end. Charlotte was actually supposed to be getting pinned. But I feel, though, as if they took it upon themselves to... The WWE took it upon themselves to just speed it up a little bit. I also think because of the fact that it was so long and worn and drawn out that they just was like, okay, let's speed this match up, which is not... It's not fair for Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda who wanted to put on a good match. Ronda is a little bit too aggressive. You can tell in her in-ring work. She does get a little out of hand. She does wild out a little bit. Even then, like she broke her hand, okay? She broke her hand at WrestleMania, so she's not going to be seen for some time. Which is probably why they didn't mention anything about the injury or not even the injury, but about the match, about the controversial pinfall the next day, the next night. They didn't bring this up. It wasn't. It wasn't even discussed. So, you know that the reason why they didn't do that was simply because Ronda Rousey broke her hand and she was not going to be seen. Now, ronda rousey did drop a video i think the the weekend of wrestlemania probably the week of i know i know it was last week i know that for a fact it was last week but she dropped a video saying that she was giving a status update on her situation with the wwe and basically said hey guess what i'm not like i'm not staying i'm leaving listen that's bullshit Anybody who wants to believe that she's leaving is stupid and doesn't realize the... And I don't mean to call all fans stupid because not all of us as wrestling fans are stupid. But you have to realize that Ronda Rousey is under contract. They're not going to breach... She's not going to breach her contract because then she will technically owe them money. She has to pay them. And... This is what she wants to do. She wants to do this. But what they're trying to do, and you see it now, because remember there was a time where they said kayfabe is dead. And even Rhonda's going on limbs limb saying all the stuff that she's saying about kayfabe and all this other stuff. But now what they're doing is they're trying to take, trying to regain that, trying to bring it back in a way. And they're using social media to kind of do that. They're also using social media in a sense to be the lightning rod for people to get brought up. You look at what happened with Kofi. You look at what happened with Becky. Becky is a prime example of this. She went from being where she was before to where she is now and that was all driven off of social media you look at rusev day rusev day was driven off of social media so you're starting to see a trend where certain wrestlers are using social media as their platform to kind of galvanize the crowd galvanize the universe to try to get them behind them to say okay we're going to go let's go behind this person and catapult forward I wish they did this with Cesaro Cesaro's one of the main people that I think deserves to have a title run but we have Becky who re who won both titles so congratulations out goes out to Becky Lynch I also want to commend and I knew I had a feeling that Lacey Evans would be the one who would go after Becky not just because, you know, of the eventually her little gimmick that she had coming out walking around just waving and then going back that was going to end eventually but I'm also going with this narrative and I told one of my friends about this Becky is the man and Lacey Evans is the woman, like the lady. I think that's what they're going to go with. They're going to go with that that kind of gimmick. I can see them doing that. But in this PC world we live in, I don't think they'll go with that just off the fact of it's the man versus the woman. And if you are not aware of the fact that Becky Lynch is a female referring to herself as the man... It's just will have like eh not the positive vibe from it. Kinda interested to see what's gonna happen though. We didn't see Charlotte. We didn't see Charlotte. We didn't see Rhonda, obviously, because Rhonda broke her hand. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I know it looks though as if Becky and Lacey Evans will be feuding. I can see that happening potentially at TLC and then we had, I'm going from the bottom of the card, going all the way up, so the next match that followed was, you know, we had my man, my man, Finn Balor, he did defeat Bobby Lashley for the NCAA no title, in what seemed to be a really quick match, probably one of the best spots of the night, was Bobby Lashley spearing Finn between the ropes that was a good one my friend who was there was like when he seen that spear he thought that was it he was like yeah bobby's about to win but i told him the demon's not losing this was the first appearance at brent mania for the demon he's not losing this one um speaking of that my friend did go as i said he did go to wrestlemania he told me about it access to him was not the best thing in the world but overall, he said he loved the experience of being at WrestleMania. I wish that I had access to call him to get his get him on there. But as I've said previously, he is not up to being going to podcast, which is understandable. I'm not going to force anybody to get onto a podcast and even be a guest if not needed to be but he did enjoy his time there he did enjoy the atmosphere he did enjoy the experience so i'm happy that he enjoyed it i'm ecstatic that his daughter was able to see finn live and because she's a diehard finn fan just like me and me and him is so kind of happy not kind of i am happy that he was able to do that So we go forward, then we had the Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle match, which was a shit show. I did not like it. I've been very on record saying that I think it was going to be stupid. I thought that John Cena would have came out and been like, had done something to defer this match, to prevent this match from happening. It didn't be John Cena versus Kurt Angle, but we had Doctor of The Economics come out earlier in the night and interrupt Elias' performance, which... Let's just take a moment to just acknowledge the talented Elias. And also let's just announce that Elias is getting buried now. If you don't believe me, he got his performance interrupted, got attacked by John Cena, and then we not even going to talk about Undertaker. That's going to be for a later time. (laughs) <laughs> but as I said Baron Corbin Kurt Angle not really the best match in the world didn't really like it I'm a little upset that Kurt Angle lost his farewell match and he loses like I said I believe it's pretty much driven off the fact that he was supposed to be a star cast and what is this going to do for Baron Corbin there's nothing. There's no built behind this. And then Baron Corbin comes out on Monday, cuts a little promo, talks about how happy he was and how he's done this. He thinks he deserves a gold medal. Out comes Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle hits him with the Olympic slam, puts him in an ankle lock. And then we have Lars Sullivan show up. <laughs> and first appearance of large since large was announced to be coming up from the nxt roster so it was interesting to see that he was finally made an appearance when he did show up i basically took the notion that i had a feeling i know who he who he was gonna feud with and i was like all signs is pointing to the big dog but i could be wrong i might I originally thought it was going to be the big dog But there is rumors and reports coming out That the big dog will be facing Baron Corbin And these two are going to feud Which will be the drizzling shits For me But it looks like maybe I'm going to go with Strowman Or maybe just the Universal Champion Maybe just Seth Rollins we just have to wait and see what's going to happen. With the supertire Shakeup coming up, that's pretty much going to be the... land. That's pretty much going to set the foundation to me in regards of what's going to happen. So we had the Triple H, Batista, no disqual- no-ho's bar match. This was... Listen, I've never been a big fan of Batista's in-ring work. I've always said that Batista was the guy in the gym that just aggressively pumped iron like aggressively lift weights but wasn't doing it for muscle strength or muscle gain he just did it for the look because i've always compared batista and brock as far as size goes and as far as strength goes brock lesnar can pick up People with no problem. He could pick up Big Show with no problem. He could pick up Mark Henry with no problem. He could pick up these people with ease. Batista has trouble lifting up people. Like when he does the Batista bomb, I remember one time he was facing, I wanna say, Ric Flair and tried to put him for the Batista bomb and struggled. I just, I, this match wasn't the best match. If this is this was Batista's final match, I didn't like it. I didn't like this final. If this is definite Batista's final match, I wasn't a big fan of. It. I wasn't a big fan of the build up for this match. They could have done so much more for this. As you all know, I've been very vocal about that. There was a few spots in here That I kind of was interested in Like when Triple H went sadistic And ripped the nose ring out of Batista's nose That was kind of interesting Um, I liked the notion when Triple H was outside of the ring And him him, Sorry, him and Shawn Michaels They did the two-sweet, you know, hand gesture I kind of thought that was kind of cool During the match Other than that, I don't think Shawn Michaels should ever commentate. (laughs) Love Shawn Michaels; he's arguably one of my top five all-time wrestlers. But in, I mean, but commentating, he shouldn't do that. Nah, it's not. It's not your job. I liked Triple H's entrance. My friend said that uh Batista's entrance was kind of funny because they couldn't back out the they couldn't back out the escalates. <laughs> you know, he was saying that that's why it kind of was a delay with Triple H's entrance because they had trouble backing out the escalates escalates when Batista came out. So we go further on there. I already addressed the Elias segment. Um, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre had a match. I did love Drew McIntyre's entrance with the the Scottish band out there playing the drums and everything and the Sulele and all that other stuff. I probably just butchered that. Please forgive me for anybody that is from Scotland. Other than that, that match... that match was relatively eh it was it was cool Roman is not in the he's not in in ring shape yet so you can clearly see that there he's very winded but it was good to see that he uh, this was his first official match, and even when he came out at at the end of um, Raw, which I'm going to address with Dean Ambrose, you can just tell that he's just still trying to get back in shape. He's trying to get back into ring condition and ring shape, so not really much to say about that match. I'll say if I had to rate that match, I'd get that match probably out of 5 we go into, I'm not even going to discuss the Samoa Joe match. Rey Mysterio was still ailing from injury. So it was just literally, I think the match ended in like two minutes. If even that, it's just, uh, that just, mm. and then we have the biggest moment of the, of the night, which was Kofi Kingston defeating Daniel Bryan this also was the moment where all the energy from the crowd just went away literally after this match the crowd just was out of it completely out of it um very very happy that kofi won this title there was videos i mean i seen mvp and And Shad from crime time Crying as they're watching this I shed tears when I When I seen this at this moment Just because like You know this was something that I said was going to happen I you know I don't want to sound like oh like I told Everybody but It's just as a fan of the business I'm like Wrestlemania for Majority of the time Is feel good Moments this moment was built up for, Kofi Mania was built up for Kofi to win They cha- like they literally changed it to Kofi Mania I'm ecstatic that Kofi won without a shadow of a doubt Like I said, the first ever WWE black heavyweight champion and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, what about, you know, Booker T and what about Rock and what about, you know, Farouk, Ron Simmons, for those that are not aware that Farouk is Ron Simmons. <laughs> but I look at it like this and I've said this and this is the this is an argument that I it was it isn't the argument that I will say I pose with people. Yes when you bring up the WCW titles Yes when you bring up The Rock Mark Henry The WWE title Is their title That's theirs Like the world title is the Stepchild That's the stepchild of WWE That title is the stepchild Just like I said the universal title Is the stepchild of the WWE It's not It's not the original. It's not the birth child. Like WWE did not give birth to the world heavyweight title. They gave birth to the universal title, but that's just a secondary title. Like that's how I look at it. I look at it as a secondary title. I look at it as the world title because it's just another title that they needed for the brand split. And I guarantee you once this brand split implodes, With this Fox deal, they'll probably still keep the Universal title for some time, but then they'll get rid of it. They will get rid of this title, and that's it. End of discussion. See you later. But very excited that Kofi is the champ. Um, Big E is... And announced that Biggie is going to be out for some weeks now. I think it's six weeks. He has a knee injury, which then kind of stunts what I believe was going to happen, which was going to be the New Day breakup, which I don't want to see happen. But I can even see the Biggie being injured and coming back and turning heel happening Um, you started to see little bits of seeds getting planted with that on set on Tuesday when the bar came out after they invade or after they attacked them on Monday and it went from champion versus champion winner takes all Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston to Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston versus the bar and the bar pretty much said oh you know you couldn't win the title without The New Day, which is kind of funny because he won without the New Day. So I could just see that they were trying to start to plant that seed, clearly. Um, then we had (laughs) it's kinda interesting that I'm about to bring this up in the wake of the news that has been broken over the past twenty four hours. The iconics defeated the Balsa Connection, Nia Jax, Tamina, Tamina, and the team of Natty and Beth Phoenix to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. I said this and I chuckled because it has been rumored, it has been reported, there's no definite answer that Sasha Banks and Bayley both were very upset about losing and dropping the titles to the iconics and were requesting to qu- requesting for their release from the WWE because of this matter. Now, Bailey was on Raw going up against Alexa Bliss and lost. I'm very intrigued to know or to think or to even like I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Apparently WWE told Sasha, listen, take some time off, go do some thinking. This is from the, what the reports are saying. And Bailey is kind of in the same field, but Bailey they didn't tell Bailey to leave. Now, personally, I don't think that Sasha Will leave frustrated, maybe, but I want. I don't want the boss hug connection. You had your run. I need the boss. I need the boss. I need the boss from NXT on the WWE main roster. That's what I need. That's what I want. I don't want this Sasha that is out here now. I want the the NXT boss. Sasha's ratchet No she's not That's the Sasha that I want That's the Sasha that I think the WWE needs Plus it fits her Like her actual personality though Like if you listen to how people say that she interacts She really doesn't Like She doesn't really like her fans Congratulations goes out to the Usos for winning and retaining their SmackDown Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania, but then lose it on Tuesday. (laughs) They beat Aleister Black, Ricochet, The Bar, and Knock and Rusev, and then they lose it to the Hardy Boys on Tuesday. How much sense does that make? Shouldn't, and I said this Previously, Shouldn't That match Happened at Wrestlemania Shouldn't we Had got the Hardy Boys Versus the Usos At Wrestlemania Seeing those if the Usos Called out the Hardy Boys At Like on a Smackdown I played the clip y'all remember the clip I played it They called them out Yet, we didn't get that. The Hardy Boys was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and the Usos had this fatal four way. You could have replaced the bar. You could have replaced Nak and Rusev with the Hardy Boys. Or you could have just took Aleister Black and Ricochet and put them in the, and made a triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles. Like I, I didn't understand that for the life of me, for the life of me, I didn't understand that. And we had Shane versus The Miz in a false count anywhere match. This probably was one of the more entertaining matches. Um, there Shane did do a mean spot. Like Shane is just. Ruthless with his body, he doesn't care. Miz hit him, and Shane bounced off the top of a golf cart and landed on concrete like that. Spot was ridiculous, and then we had the spot where Miz hit him with the superplex off of. The control, Like a tower or something And the minute that happened I kind of realized that Okay this is how they're going to win This is how Shane's going to win And Shane ended up morning that way Sorry about that And then we had AJ versus Randy Orton Now I want to talk about this match Because my friend that was there He was telling me about the lighting now, during this pay-per-view, when Randy Orton came out, Randy Orton, the, the lights from his entrance was very bright. And if you watch WrestleMania again, my friend said that they kind of they altered the sound. You, you can't really hear it, but if you listen close enough, you can hear a part of the audience yelling to turn the lights off. They turned it off. They put, like, a red light in there, and the crowd was like, yay. And then when they switched it, they was like, boo, turn it off, turn it off. And Randy Orton sent out the tweet about it, and so did AJ Styles. But this match was, eh, about a five. I it a five. And then we had the opening match, which was very, very very interesting to me. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar and Brock, and Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Now, this match was relatively quick. I assumed it was probably going to be quick. Most of LeBron, I mean, LeBron, most of Brock Lesnar's matches are quick, but he actually has better matches with smaller people, smaller guys, Finn, Daniel Bryant, AJ Styles. Seth Rollins But Kind of figured that was going to happen And now we don't know I'm pretty sure this is going to be it for Brock I think Brock might be gone for some time He might show back up for the Saudi Arabia um, Network special That they're going to do You know they do this every year uh, I believe it was The Greatest Royal Rumble Was last year's And then they had Crown Jewel But I think uh, this is what's going to happen Maybe Brock Lesnar will show back up for that event. I hope not. But I do know who's gonna be there, and that's gonna be Undertaker. Uh it's been reported reported that Undertaker came out and had the confrontation with Elias because that's gonna be a match that's gonna happen at the Saudi Arabia event. Yeah, no. I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like it. I just think that it's a uh, Squash match for it's it's just gonna be a squash. So congratulations goes out to Braun Strowman, Carmella. They both won the Battle Royals respectively. Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder won the Raw Tag Team Titles and retained it on Raw. And Tony Nese won the cruiserweight championship now i don't know how legit this report is i don't really know i know people can photoshop and make shit look legit and it's really not apparently it's been reported that mustafa ali well now ali is going to be going to 205 he's going back to 205 because they don't know what to do with him on the main roster. I think that's bullshit. I think that you need the perfect, like, I don't understand why you're not putting Mustafa Ali against Samoa Joe for the United States title. That would be a perfect feud because they have history together. Mustafa Ali was sidelined because of Joe. Mustafa Ali can run with that storyline. Yo, if it wasn't for you, I probably could have been in the position that Kofi's in. That could have been me. And you took that away from me. So now I'm taking that's this away from you. I'm taking that United States championship from you. It's perfect. See, perfect, perfect storyline right there. Just perfect, but they're not going to do it. (laughs) So we have looking up for, we have looking forward to this week. We have the superstar shakeup. Now, I did think about this earlier, and I want to get everybody's intake on this. And just tell me how y'all feel about this. Do y'all believe that WWE now is investing more time into the superstar shakeup rather than the Raw and SmackDown after Mania? Because since they've dropped that 24 special, the Monday after Mania, they really haven't been putting that much investment into the... The Raw after Mania. The SmackDown after WrestleMania. It looks like because now everybody is anticipating big things to happen that they don't even deliver. They wait till the next week because their next week is when the Superstar Shakeup happens. Now, do I see certain things happening? Maybe. Maybe. I can see... I can see Bailey going to SmackDown. Possibly I can see Aleister Black and Ricochet kind of splitting, one going one place, another one going to another place. I can see Andrade probably going to Smack. I mean, probably going to Raw. I can see him possibly going to Raw. I don't see Seth Rollins leaving Raw. I don't I can I, I don't see the main champs leaving raw. I don't I don't see Seth leaving Raw. I don't see Kofi leaving SmackDown. Samoa Joe is the United States champion. I don't think that he will hot potato back to Smackdown because he just came from Raw. I mean he just he just came from Raw to SmackDown. I don't think they're gonna take from SmackDown back to Raw. Finn, I could see leaving. I could see Finn leaving and AJ staying and the good brother staying and then you have the Bullet Club or the Baylor Club WWE's version together. I can see that happening. I can see that. I can really see that happening. Roman Roman's the monkey monkey. He's the monkey wrench. I think Roman might go to SmackDown. I really do. I can see Roman going to SmackDown. But we just have to wait and see. Like I said, it's this is going to be an interesting interesting week. And then there's also reports that NXT might be involved in this. <sighs> Listen, I thought about this and I literally said what would make the only like when they did the when they did the champion for champion Kofi versus um, Seth I said Well what about Undisputed Air interfering Cause I mean Adam Cole is Not a champ And neither Nobody from Undisputed Air has a title So why don't you just move them up to the main roster But then I think about it And Adam Cole makes his tweet Like my dream And my my determination My destiny right now is just to win the NXT championship <laughs> So I can see him just sticking out in NXT, which will be great. But other than that, it's it's going to be interesting. This shakeup is going to be very interesting. I hope everybody tunes in and checks in and sees how that plays out. I know I will be. Other than that, this is going on about 40 minutes. I really, you know, like I said, gonna give you everything that happened my whole take on wrestlemania the whole weekend i want to address oh before i close i got to talk about this god this this what the fuck is going on with bray did anybody see this promo that bray cut and we know it's bray we know this is bray Anybody that doesn't think that is Bray, just listen to the laugh. It's Bray. It's Bray. I don't know what the hell's going on. He has a puppet now. This is what we're doing with Bray. Come the fuck on. Come on now. Let's stop this. Stop this madness. But we did have some sad news to report for the for the wwe dean ambrose is officially no longer with the wwe monday was his last monday and he's gone um i'm not the big i was never the biggest dean ambrose fan but i will say that i do he was a war course. he was one of the for the WWE when everyone was like bailing out and injured and all this that stuff. Dean Ambrose was like in the field working his ass off. I would never take away his in-ring, like his ability to put work into matches. I just think that he really couldn't get into character. Like I, I don't get that. And I also think that he might've been Restricted from doing certain things. So I just. Mm. He will be missed. He would truly be missed. I will say that to you. So I'm going to end this show with the exclusive content. It was Dean Ambrose's final words prior to him leaving the um, WWE. This was right after Raw aired. And Seth brought out Roman and Dean came out and Seth gave Dean the mic. And Dean just cut a little, he didn't cut, but he, he made a little statement. Um, Very, very like real and raw. So I'm going to end it with that. Everybody, please continue to support, tune in to, raw SmackDown NXT this week this week, especially with the superstar shakeup. I will be back next week with the brand new episode. This was episode, I believe it's 32, 32 or 33. I have to go back and look. <laughs> but this was the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. This is once again yours truly the franchise. I end this with Dean Ambrose. Thank you, Dean, for all the for all that you have done entertaining the crowd I may not have been the biggest Dean Ambrose fan but hey you were a member of arguably one of the biggest factions trio I won't call it a faction you were one you were part of one of the biggest trios in modern time so with that being said enjoy this segment and I will catch y'all all next week
0: Uh, One of the sweetest sights that I have ever seen as a guy who has busted his ass for this company, for this locker room, who has dragged this broken dead body uh, through every highway and through every single building all across this country and the world, right alongside my brothers, my best friends. The sweetest sight I ever saw was Seth Rollins stomping Brock Lesnar's big, dumb, lunchbox head into the mat, pinning him and holding that Universal Championship over his head and taking it back to the boys. One of the other sweetest things I've ever seen was just recently when we saw Roman Reigns kick the out of cancer and come back on Monday Night Raw. I love this building. I know most of you probably aren't even from New York City. You know, you came here from all over the world. I love this building. I love the Barclays Center. We opened up the Barclays Center, the very first ever WWE show, the very first pay-per-view TLC, uh, whatever year that was. I'm getting very old, I can't remember. Our first ever WWE match on pay-per-view TLC. We got thrown to the wolves. Arn Anderson called us two indie schmucks and a football player. <laughs> but like Seth said, we walked down that aisle, we tore it up and we took our spots. I had a lot of great memories in this building. That match is probably my favorite match I ever had. Winning the tag team championships with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam right here in this ring, in this building. But here's the thing you gotta remember, a building is just a building, it's just brick and mortar, it's just wood and nails. What makes the building is the fans. And there are no fans in the world like you, the fans who come from all over the world to be here all WrestleMania week, to come to Access, to come to all the different shows, and to stay through, sit through three freaking hours of Monday Night Raw, and sit here and be here tonight listening to us talk. So, with it, without you, there isn't any of us. Screw this building. The important thing is the people who fill it, and that's you. So we want to thank you once again. Yeah.